welcome to my very new podcast series for 2021. So happy to have you with me. Hi to you uh, if you're just listening to me on, you know, wherever you get your podcasts and also hi to you on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this and you want a visual, I don't know, some people prefer to have that visual when they, they listen to podcasts. I am on YouTube as well. Um, but otherwise, if you're like me and you prefer the audio version, you can also watch on YouTube without actually having the visual. So today, I'm going to start off this podcast series just talking about lessons that I learned from 2020. Now, a lot of people thought 2020 was a bit of a wasted year, like a sham. Uh, there were a lot of messages and a lot of um, people were posting stuff on New Year's Eve saying good riddance to 2020, basically just hating on 2020. I have my own thoughts. Uh, I actually thought that it was a very interesting year, certainly unprecedented, but it was a year of great learning and a lot of growth. And um, for me, I'm just keen to share with you um, the few lessons that I learned from 2020. Okay, so the biggest one for me is learning about minimalism and learning to sort of embrace minimalism. Now, if you uh, have been following me a while or if you've seen a lot of videos that I film in my home you will see that my personal style uh, my interior style as well none of this is minimal in any sense of the word I've always had a more is more approach I like accessorizing I like things like earrings rings like you know more, more really is more for me but I think that in 2020 when I had the time to really delve into this minimalism thing I sort of understood it a little bit better. Okay, firstly, my idea of minimalism was always that it had to look a certain way, which meant, uh, you know, the usual monochrome or like soothing colors. People would dress just in a plain black or gray t-shirt. I mean, I have a gray t-shirt on, but it has little astronauts and planets on it, so you know what I mean. I thought that stuff like prints, um, color, texture, just wasn't part of a minimalist wardrobe and I always felt like mm, you know just extras in your life are not part of a minimalist lifestyle so things like accessories you know probably like minimalists would have like only one ring and even then it'll probably be like their wedding ring or something you know there was no need for extra rings for earrings they would have like one pair I mean even as far as ear holes are concerned I have many so um, yeah but I realized that it's not it's not about the aesthetics Right, and a lot of people I think get put off by minimalism, like myself included, because I always thought it was an aesthetic. And I'm just not that sort of plain black t-shirt and jeans, Steve Jobs, uniform everyday kind of girl. Uh, but I realized it goes a lot deeper than that. So um, I read Marie Kondo's The Magic Art of Tidying Up. The Art of... <laughs> the Magic Art of Tidying Up or something like that. But uh, basically Marie Kondo's first book and that was to encourage myself to start decluttering but then I also read another book called Goodbye Things by Fumio Sasaki and he gave a more anecdotal account of what it meant to be a minimalist and I think that book actually I found it quite life-changing in its thought process like I think he really shared how he was uh, himself a maximalist before he would chase the material things that make a person feel like they were successful in life and how getting rid of his things actually made him realize that there were a lot deeper issues there for example we hoard things 
because from a place of lack internally I think like maybe we feel like it's to make up for stuff that we didn't have I think for me a lot of it was this growing up with very little I just find it very hard to throw away things especially things that I feel are in perfectly good shape uh, but it also has um, this I mean because I find it hard to throw away things I find that I buy a lot less things and I actually think really hard before I buy something now I'm like do I actually need it is it gonna add to the clutter right so the other thing about minimalism um, that happened for me of course it started because I wanted to get inspiration to declutter and so I decluttered my house one space at a time if you want to see that journey it is on YouTube I've tried to show you a lot of the bits of that journey and <laughs> the good but mostly the bad and the ugly of my house which is like for example like I have a million pairs of socks with like tons of shoes uh, how I went through my dining table which was like an utter disaster area stuff like that so uh, you can watch those videos if you want but I think it started out from a, a, a desire to just physically declutter you know and, and to have a cleaner aesthetic but then it kind of morphed into me really thinking about things in general I just feel like more and more I don't feel the need to buy things when I really think about is this something that I really want to buy actually there isn't I don't think there's anything that I really really want which is a great feeling and this is quite liberating as well because um, I generally am careful about spending money but then when I thought about that I was like but then again so if I want to eat like a really nice meal I will feel less guilty about it or if I want to blow like money to go and wakeboard which is not a cheap spot I will feel less guilty about it because that's just the stuff that makes me happy and it doesn't involve things and it doesn't involve clutter and um, it's just made life a lot simpler and then it started like going deeper and me asking myself like do I really need this and this person in my life right um, and it's not to say that I've cut out friends but I've been more conscious that time is a limited resource and that I want to spend it on the people that really matter first and if I have extra time, then I'll spend it on the other people. So it's just made life a lot clearer and a lot simpler. And if you check out my house, it's still not minimal, not by a long shot. But in 2021, this year, I want to slowly really start paring down the number of items in my house. I think um, I'm finally ready to get rid of, for example, I think I have at least seven vases or vases if you're American. Um, no one needs that many vases, seriously. And some of them are really huge. You probably, in your house, you would need like one huge vase. You know, my house isn't very big. If I ever were to have like a huge bouquet of lilies, sometimes I'd buy that for the house. Uh, but I don't think you need any more than one, maximum two. You don't need like seven or eight. So I, I just haven't got around to it, but I'm going to clear out that utility club, uh, cupboard. Uh, I've just cleared out the camera cupboard. And I feel so much lighter and so much happier. And I actually feel quite um, energized just talking about this. So minimalism is definitely something... Uh, the biggest lesson and the biggest thing that I learned in 2020. Just basically, you know, paring down everything, learning to do with less, but it's not even making do with less, it's just learning to appreciate every little thing. Other lesson that I learned in 2020 is to accept that some things are out of my control. <laughs> I think that I am, I wouldn't say that I am a control freak. I, in fact, I'm quite happy to give up control of a lot of things but 
even then, um, I had to learn this lesson. I think with a lot of other people in 2020, with the pandemic, I was very upset at first with the, we had a circuit breaker, sort of like a lockdown quarantine in Singapore. And it meant that I couldn't go out and meet my friends. It meant that uh, places that I loved hanging out at, like uh, the netball court, the wake park, uh, rock climbing walls, things like that were sort of just done out of bounds. Uh, basically, we couldn't really go out to do anything except one hour of exercise a day or to go grocery shopping. And you couldn't even eat out, right? So I think I was very angry the first week, the second week perhaps as well. And it's only when I realized that this is like beyond my control and that there is no point getting angry over it that it got a lot easier. Like I had um, literally had a breakdown the first week of the lockdown. Like was clearing stuff, broke down, cried, very drama, all of that. Uh, but it was only after I kind of accepted, I think I called my mom and she was like, you know, this is just what it is and you really have to find a way to deal with it because you're gonna have to get through the next month. I mean, and then we thought it was just a month and then it got extended. But it's interesting because when it got extended, I was a bit bummed, but I wasn't, um, I didn't fall apart, right? I didn't break down, I didn't fall apart. It was just like, oh, kind of sucks, but okay, moving on. So I think that was the, the other thing. It's still hard for me, like there are some things like we're still quite, living quite a restricted lifestyle in Singapore and I still do get annoyed with certain things. Um, but I think in 2020, I learned to accept a lot more. There are things that are out of my control and making that, knowing that, learning to accept it also has helped me to then make the most of it. Which brings me to the third lesson uh, of 2020 for myself is that everything is a choice. So, I mean, I study positive psychology and I kind of know this, but this just helped to crystallize it in 2020, having the pandemic. Basically, is knowing that the mind is a very powerful thing um, and that our perception sometimes has the power to shape our reality. So basically meaning how you perceive things, how you think about things can actually pan out in real life. So if if we had gone into, or if I had gone to lockdown like the first week thinking, oh my gosh, this is like the worst thing ever, I will never survive this. Um, instead, I think as I learned to accept and then made a choice to like, okay, let's see how I can make the most of this situation. Uh, number one, I tried to appreciate the fact that this is probably the most time I have ever spent uh, in my house at any, you know, any one long duration. And so I decided to declutter a lot of things. So that was one way to make use of a good use of the time. The second is to realize that a lot of other people were probably struggling as well. So together with Claire and Sheila, uh, we organized a whole bunch of wonder and wellness sessions where we had um, sessions via Zoom. We tried to support people who were going through the same thing. And we even went further to talk about other things that may be deep-rooted and deep-seated that are not really as talked about, right? We had journaling exercises and meditation exercises. During the, during the lockdown, I've, I think I probably meditated more than I ever have in my life. I also started journaling a bit more like every day and these things kept me sane. But my point is making a choice to make the most of the situation, uh, I think for me made all the difference. So, you know, things like choosing to work out with my friends every morning at 8.30 we would meet up. Uh, that decision to commit to that um, and to get fitter together, we actually did the insanity workout which was literally quite insane. Uh, but it was good, you know, and then we uh, also with other friends I made the commitment to bounce um, twice a week 
right? And then eventually that led to me becoming a bounce instructor after Singapore opened up again. But I'm just saying that it was knowing that everything is a choice and making the choice to choose to do something constructive and to not just survive but to thrive uh, during the lockdown really I feel made all the difference for me during that period and also generally in 2020 and now in 2021. I think the final lesson that I learned in 2020 is to have a bit more self-belief. Um, I think that it's not the easiest thing for me to talk about, a lack of confidence and if I were to tell a lot of other people, if you would probably be surprised. I think I've opened up about a lack of self-confidence to friends before and they seem really shocked because I seem like a confident person. I guess if you are like a bubbly person and you, you know, you, you're not shy to be on stage and stuff like that, people just assume that you're confident, but I realized that it goes a lot deeper than that. I am comfortable on the stage because I've just done it most of my life, right? It, it really is practice and experience and uh, I just generally am, I guess a bubbly personality but these are not equal to having self-belief and self-confidence and I think in 2020 breaking some barriers and unlocking certain achievements like hosting my very first cooking class which is quite scary and funny at the same time seeing as how I actually my cooking repertoire until then has only been to cook instant noodles right and then host, becoming a bounce instructor I mean I think in the back of my head, I've always wondered how fitness instructors did it. You know, how they remember steps and yell out instructions and still uh, coordinated, uh, coordinated with the music and got the class going. And I was inspired to do it, but it was it was really quite a process. You know, I, I was filled with a lot of self-doubt, to be really honest. And it's only with the encouragement of the people around me that I made it to that point. And then, of course, finally, like, being able to organize and run speak up which is a kids camp to help kids to literally speak up be more confident in front of the camera in front of a crowd and just more confident in general so that was also quite nerve-wracking for me i've never actually worked with kids on such a level before like to run a three-day full-on day camp um, was quite daunting and i did break down a few times in panic again I really am thankful for the people around me who have supported me but it also was a reminder looking back that why is it that I have such a lack of self-belief and also a reminder that a lesson to learn is that perhaps I should have as much faith in myself as my friends have in me. Okay, so rather emotional thinking and talking about all these things, I guess those were the four biggest lessons that I learned in 2020. I hope you found this helpful for you. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, drop me a comment below. Let me know, you know, what are some of the lessons that you have learned. If you're listening to me on audio, um, I hope you share this and uh, continue to subscribe to my channel and to continue to look out for more of my podcasts. Also, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at Jadesia. Um, yeah, just drop me a DM or a comment. Let me know what else you would like to hear on the podcast. Otherwise, happy 2021. Hope you're having a great start to the year. I will catch you soon.